Welcome to Inside Yorkshire with Susan, bringing you intriguing details about the lives of people here in Yorkshire. So, come on in and join us. Susan here inside Yorkshire. Now today I'm talking at Tracy. I'm talking with Tracy Westgarth, who is the secretary of the Gunnerside Community Benefit Society, and there've been extremely interesting and very positive developments during this lockdown period about what is what has been going on at Gunnerside, hasn't there, Tracy? Yeah, it's it's fantastic news actually. Um, re- mm. Really positive. Um, yes. So, um, last Thursday. Um, we completed what's been quite a long process and we're actually successful in um, buying the the building, buying the King's Head. Mm. So what you've actually done is, is as, a, as a committee, um, I think you said there are seven of you, have I got that right? Committee yes. Members? Yeah. Yes. So um, that, this whole process uh, goes back to, to last August when the pub actually closed. Um, kind of out of the blue really we, we weren't anticipating that was going to happen um, and a small group of local people um, were, were really proactive and found found out information and and then um, the, these the people Chris Amanda and, and Gary they organized a public meeting um, so that we could just see what the strength of feeling was about the pub and, and what our potential options were um, mm. I think, I think community uh, community pubs seem to be the way to go in some situations. But what I'm exceptionally impressed with is the fact that at the moment everyone is struggling, and you you're quite inspirational in that you've kept go. You, the pub is obviously not open at the moment, but you've kept going with your plans and actually completed on the purchase of it. So that's been just brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Um, again, you know, it was just. Um, it all developed from the beginning of that process. So the, uh, from this public meeting, uh, it became apparent that uh, from, the, from the packed hall in Gunnerside, there was a, a lot of um, goodwill, a lot of potential support to pursue the idea of a community pub and to actually investigate it, work out what the viability was um, and, and sort of take that forward. A lot of people signed up and said that they would be willing to invest at that time. Uh, people signed up to say if they weren't able to invest, then they'd give practical help. And uh, a small core group said that they were willing to be part of a committee. And so, and, and that core group then established the working party mm. um, and, uh, and took it forward from there. Um, and I suppose w- one of the first things we we did uh, was seek support from the Plunkett Foundation. Um and they're the organisation that helped the Georgian Dragon at Hudswell. Um, and uh, we were assigned an advisor uh, from them, uh, a guy called Martin Booth, and he's been fantastic. He's, he's sort of helped us through, the, guided us through this whole process um, in, in, in terms of how we would establish a company, how we go about looking for investment, and, and whether there, are, there were any other um, sort of avenues that we could go down in terms of finance as well um, mm. so so a, a lot of background work I suppose um, so this was what the Plunkett Foundation did you say yes yeah yeah it's a, an organization um, that supports 
community enterprise um, and, and has supported a lot of the local pubs. Uh, I think um, the, there's a pub in uh, the Forester's Arms in Carlton and Coverdale, um, as well as the Georgian Dragon in Hudswell, uh, and then a, a pub, the Green Dragon in Exelby as well, I think. I've come across that. They have big signs outside, actually, and I have tried to tap into something there, but I wasn't aware that we were at that point going down the routes that um, that you've done and you're on my doorstep almost. I know that the pub yeah. has been a huge miss because yeah. we get we have a lot of walkers through the area who would probably time their lunchtime stop in order to have lunch at the pub and not always aware of the of the fact that Gunnerside doesn't have it's the only pub in Gunnerside and not to have it was quite detrimental really yeah and I, I think probably one of the um the main impetus for this was the fact that we'd experienced the pub being closed for a period of two years uh, probably about seven years ago mm. and, and at that time the the idea of a community pub was raised um and it people didn't we didn't have to go down that route because the, the pub actually was sold and you know was then successful um, but I think because thinking back over you know ten years and twenty years, you, you can think of the ups and downs of a um, the pub business, and it just it seemed as though this was an opportunity. I think that that was mm. the way we approached it. Um, but you know we, we might not get the opportunity again. So um, we'll so you've through. taken a taken a leap of faith really then haven't you but not yeah. um not foreseeing that this was going to happen obviously no no obviously that was, that wasn't um w while we considered various things that might go wrong this wasn't one of them mm. um, but it, again uh you know i think it's 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 actually really important that we as a community are, are all supporting this um and it's it becomes a shared responsibility as well um i mean from the process of uh, creating the company um, and you know having the support that we had and then appealing to people uh, to consider being shareholders we actually have uh, over 160 individual shareholders and so you think of that as you, all of those people now have a, a vested interest in this being successful so um, <laughs> so even and, if, and even if they're of it. Yeah, and even if they are your um, your regular customers, it's really good to have that number of regular customers. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, again, the, I mean, the shareholders come from that. We've obviously got a lot of local people have invested. People, um, Gunnerside has a lot of second homeowners, and you know, people who come on holiday in the holiday cottages. Um, and we, we've got investors as far afield as Australia, Norway, um, the Netherlands. So, you know, so, so, so how did how did you you put it out then? I mean, this was when last year that you actually. Yeah, so, so we did the uh, the meeting and the working party was September. Um, by October, um, we decided that we'd investigate it quite thoroughly um, and get the support of, as I said, the Blunkett Foundation. Um, we then just put, created a Facebook page, um, put a message out on Facebook saying we were you know, would anybody be interested um, and um, started to explore that. Um, starting to ask people if they could make pledges without any commitment, because obviously until you, you know, s sign up, um, which was much further down the process, 
um, so that we could see what the viability was, um, whether we could raise those funds. And in addition, um, the, uh, the then owner, uh, Nick, was very, very keen to sell to a community group as well. Um, so he offers he offered us very um, very favourable terms, and has been very supportive through this whole whole process. Um, so I, I think as we held meetings, kind of weekly or fortnightly, and then each time we'd got a little bit more information, and we would update on the Facebook. Gradually, that generated more potential funds and more potential funds. Um, we. By December, we'd actually um, created the company. Um, then had the long process of waiting for a bank account. That was quite a, that was probably one of the hardest bits, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and then the pub was obviously very busy by this point. It, it, it had reopened because Nick had uh, taken on a new tenant with a five-year contract. And so Fiona and Neil reopened it in November. And um, again, we got more publicity because uh, I think Look North, the cameras from Look North came and reported on that. And that in itself then generated more interest and, and therefore more, more potential funds. Um, so by the end of January, we launched our prospectus, uh, had a, uh, a meeting with potential investors at the beginning of February. And from the point of re releasing the shares, I think within, I think it was about five days, five or six days, uh, the share offered was oversubscribed. Really? Is, it was just phenomenal. Uh, and we have a waiting list as well, which was, mm. you know, always the, <clears throat> the hope that we would manage that. Um, Everyone's we, dream, owning, a, owning a, a, you know, a share in a pub in the Dales, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, you know, this is very much, um, I think, for the vast majority of investors, it's a, an investment from the heart, really. Mm. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, it has to... Um, it is a financial consideration, but it's, you know, the people have invested that our minimum share was £500. That was um, because we knew we'd got a significant amount of money to raise anyway. Um, so I can't remember the exact percentage, but, you know, I think more than half of the, the total are people with 500 or a £1,000 worth of shares. Mm. So, so it's a, a lot of small investors um, and then a handful of, of larger ones. So how many, do you know how many investors you have? I think it's 167 at the moment. Right. Good number. Yeah, so really positive. Mm. So the pub reopened, as you say, with new with the new tenants, Fiona and Neil, in what, November, November. did you say? Mm. In, at the beginning of November, that right. opened. Um, and, uh, you know, ob obviously opening over the winter period, um, I suppose, it, it, you know, on, on a, a good note, it, it meant that it was open for Christmas. Um, but obviously, you know, for them, it's taking on a, a pub business in the Dales at the quieter time of the year. Um, so that that gave them an opportunity to, uh, to establish themselves quite quickly, I think. Had they run a pub before? They had um, a lot of experience in pubs. Neil's family uh, run... Uh, one of the pubs over in Askrig, the Crown over in Askrig. Right. And Fiona herself uh, had worked at the CB and um, at one of the pubs in, in Reith. Hmm. Well. Okay, well, that's that's good, isn't it? That's a good start. And I think 
sometimes, although it's difficult to start a new business at a quiet time, at least it gave them the opportunity, not knowing this was around the corner, but it gave them the opportunity of getting to grips with just what was involved, I suppose. It's sometimes a better option, I think, to start yes. gradually and get more familiar with how it's all running. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, very quickly, um, Fiona established a, a, a small community essentials shop in the pub. Um, you know, keep stock, particularly um, some of the uh, holiday makers when they arrive and are short of a few things and don't realise how quite how far away we are from um, <laughs> from anywhere else. Um, and she also established a small community library in there as well. Um, yes, because to, to be in a village with no shops, I mean, well, where I am, there are no shops either, but I'm only, you know, five minutes from Reith, so uh, it's not so difficult, but it takes a little longer from Gunner's side. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I think one of the, the things, um, just on reflection, that uh, kept a lot of the momentum going for us during the September, October, November period uh, was that the the village established a community pop-up pub in the in the village hall so ah. to coincide with the fish and chip van when it arrives on a, a friday mm. um so the people could get together so that you know people were still having um contact with one another that was that was really important and yes. again that created a momentum that mm. kept us going as well and i think it's one of the things that has become more apparent I think in the last month since um, we've had all the the current problems and lockdown that the community spirit is alive and absolutely thriving in the Dales I mean we have fantastic backup and support here from people doing uh, as much as they possibly can to keep things going. Yes absolutely uh, the you know we've got uh, in Gunnerside we're, we're very fortunate we've got a community uh, shopping club a Gunnerside shopping club so they're organizing deliveries and obviously that that's increased hugely um mm. you know the, the bakers delivering um uh, you know as well as uh, we've got butchers deliveries um fruit and veg do you get from the market veg, yes mm. yes yeah um it, it's just superb yes um, i think we're very very fortunate and we can still go we can still walk out as long as we socially distance Yes, yeah, absolutely. We've mm. you kind of open the door and we can step outside, and it's uh, you know just feel very fortunate. Mm. I understand that you, um, well, I, I guess you're probably not the only person, but that you were involved in hands-on helping when the uh, the pub reopened. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, so since Christmas, I've also been uh, doing a couple of shifts in the uh, the kitchen. Mm. Um, yeah, helping think, out yeah. and that, that's because one of the things that I was um I'm very conscious of is the, the support that Fiona and Neil as as a family need um and to, to keep that business going is uh, that you know they need a night off as well it's um yes so you were the uh, supports then um chef cook or whatever on yes. their night off were you yes yeah ah, that's good one <laughs> All hands on deck, eh? Yes. <laughs> no, that's that's really good. Do you know, uh, well, the the completion of the purchase went through what? Just Was it just last week? Yes, last Thursday. Mm. Um, 
just uh, just over a week ago. Uh, actually, a Wednesday it was. Mm. Uh, yeah, we completed on Wednesday, and then we we, we were able to share the information uh, with the shareholders on the Thursday. Um, so, so what uh, what are the plans going forward? As much as we can make plans at present, what do you know? Uh, well, this afternoon we're having our first uh, online committee meeting. <laughs> So, um, so this new Zoom experience is all new for us. Actually. Technology is a wonderful thing when it works. Yes. <laughs> um, so we, you know, we'll, we'll be discussing what ways we can uh, help Neil and Fiona during this period, mm. during the closure, um, and uh, from the original uh, sort of point of purchase, we. And, and the survey that was done, we know there are some works that need to be completed on the pub, so we'll be considering our options as far as that's concerned. Um, and I, su- I suppose if looking you could, forward, mm. I, I suppose looking forward to a really good celebration when this is all over. Yes, we were all saying a good um, a good village do is is needed in a lot of these villages just to yes. celebrate the fact that we can do more than just look out of the window at people or wave in passing. It yes. will be it will be wonderful, and that sort of thing is is another side of of Dale's life, isn't it? So that yes. uh, we I think most of the villages are quite used to having regular celebrations, but this will be a big one. I feel. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the. Um, yes, yeah, it will celebrate in all sorts of ways. I mean, we, mm. we already we had provisionally planned a, a big celebration before the shutdown, <laughs> but obviously uh, that, that's just mm. been put on hold. It's postponed for the moment, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, that's that's great. Is there any way that listeners can support in, you know, and help in any way with this? You've got the finances organised by the sounds of it. Yes, yeah. I suppose just once the pub reopens, um, it's you know support it. Um, Come visit. That. Yes, and and uh, I know again because of um, kind of issues in terms of it closing and then some of the information that was still present in holiday cottages said that it was still closed when it had reopened i think it, you know getting all of our information all back up to date when when we mm. reopen that would be really positive um but the, the again the they'd already established uh, quizzes once a fortnight uh, um, a very well attended um first monday of the month music night an open mic mm. night um, and people have been coming from uh, from not just in Gunnerside, but you know, um, all around the Dale. Um, so support all the events, I think. And I suppose it's a time to put your thinking cap on and decide just exactly what is needed. It's a it's a good opportunity in some ways. I know people are finding this all very negative, but it is giving people time to plan rather than just doing what is necessary to keep things going. Um, the planning side and time to think about it. Yes. maybe helps i think yeah I, I mean i think um you know it'll you know obviously it'll be quite a long time before we hear when pubs can reopen mm. um, and from what i understand i think breweries need quite a long period of notice as a as a lead in to be able to produce the beer to then be able to sort of re-deliver and restock everywhere that's you know all, all of those questions need answering I wonder then what happens with the beer that they've already got that they can't supply to the pubs. Is there, how long does it last? 
I, I, no I, don't idea. Know. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Again, that's uh, questions that we're going to be discussing at this afternoon's meeting. I think. I think there's um there is a um. I think a saying about organising a party. I'll be careful what I'm saying here. In a in a brewery, you can just imagine all of the. Uh, the stuff in the you know the stuff in the breweries if they can't sell the beer it might be necessary to dispose of it yeah i mean i think the um uh several local distillers have have converted to producing hand sanitizer ah yes yes i've seen that but uh yes from the spirit producers yes. certainly yeah. Mm. Yeah, yes been good that way i don't know a good pivot, a good pivot of business to provide something that's needed. Um, I have heard tales of the occasional place where you can buy a jug of beer, but yes. I don't know how long that will last. Well, right at the very beginning of the close down, I know that, um, you know, they were able to um, kind of open and, and sell the beer as a mm. takeaway. Um, but that, that just hasn't been financially viable since then. No, no. And no takeaway food then in Gunnerside, apart from... No. We don't have the fish and chip van anymore either, do we? No. Not at the no, moment, just, anyway. Um, I mean, I think there are uh, there are some businesses in Wensleydale that are organising takeaways. Um, and in Wreath. Yes, and uh, mm. at the Farmer's Arms at, at Mucor, I think, is, is doing takeaways mm. still as well. Yes, no, that's good. It keeps everything moving anyway. Some people don't like to cook every night, do they? <laughs> Yeah, we've got out of the habit a little bit, I think. <laughs> yes. So if I could just say then, Tracy, firstly, thank you very much for um, telling us all about what's been going on. How will, will anyone find out? I mean, I know you've got a good social media. You're the, uh, I hesitate to say because you were a bit shy about it, but you seem to be the media, not just the secretary, but also in charge of media. How will people keep track of what's going on? Yes, um, so they can check that on the Gunnerside Pub Fund page. Um, on on Facebook, um, but Fiona herself also um, has uh, has a, a web website for the King's Head at Gunnerside, and um, she, to be honest, she's a, a bit of a Facebook queen. She'll <laughs> she's very good at advertising um, yes. all of the things that are going on within the pub and all, all of the particular events and so on. Um, mm. Whereas our our Facebook page was ostensibly for for raising the funds and. Um, and, and, and organising the purchase of it. Yes, and you were saying you'll probably rename it in future, but at the moment, it, then it can be accessed there. Yes. No, that's yes. really good. Thank you so much for agreeing to um, to tell us all about that. I'm sure people will find it interesting and actually of um, of help for anyone in a in a similar situation wanting to yeah, do I, this. I mean, you know, just to, to finish, I would say that I think the um, one of the things that's been so successful is that as a the group of people that came together as the working party all had such um, such good skills, you know, good range of skills, um, a lot of expertise in terms of accounting and business and, and economics and so on. Um, and we, we've worked together really well as a team. Mm. Um, you know, both from the perspective of um, the eternal optimists and the and the pessimists and the whole kind of <laughs> spectrum in between. Um, but it but it worked very very successfully no that's really good and i i think it's inspirational that you've um, got to this stage already in spite of 
a lot of other people just uh, going, well, that's it. We've just got to stop everything now. You uh, just, just very quickly. How did you manage for signatures and everything else? Could because presumably you couldn't go to solicitors no, or however that. How did that work? So, so that was done through um, through email, through um, and, and through post. Actually, mm. so the the documentation was was sent electronically, um, was signed, and then and uh, you know returned electronically and returned via post. Mm. And because we were so far down the process already, you know, we we were because um, originally we'd aimed to have this all completed before the end of March. Mm. Um, so, so the delay was just the last little bit of it really yes yeah, so the the whole um the whole structure and everything that you were doing was uh, yes. the, plan. the plan was was implemented and pretty well along along the the route before this yes. and and also again because the um the seller was was very proactive and, and very supportive so so nick was really proactive in making sure that this this happened and uh, mm. and mark our chairman was was also um you know very proactive in, in making sure and pushing this through. Mm. And if someone was wanting to go down this route with another pub, because I'm sure with uh, the current situation, it won't be the own. You know, there will be other pubs who are, who will be struggling at the, at the moment and might need to go down this route in future. Would it be the Plunkett Foundation that you would suggest they got in touch with? Absolutely. Um, and as I said, our, our local advisor lives in Hudswell. Martin mm-hmm. Booth, um, and he's um, part of the the Hudswell uh, Community Pub. Yes, and that's been very successful. And, mm. and what we were also able to do, I think, back in January, um, the the membership secretary David and myself, we we both went and visited their membership secretary, and he was able mm. to talk us through all of the uh, issuing of share certificates mm. and um, and managing the dividend and managing, you know, what. what turns out to be a very large membership yes they've, they've been invaluable mm. all the mm. help that they've given us they really have okay well we'll give them a plug in the show notes as well if i get the details from you once we've finished that would be great and um i suppose the, the other thing to say as well as the advice having joined the plunkett foundation we were then able to access a grant of two thousand five hundred pounds that covered all of our initial costs because obviously mm. you, when you're doing your initial research and you're producing your um prospectus and um there were costs involved there were were a lot of expenses in terms of the survey Mm. for the property and and uh um you know the the purchase price as well you know there there were additional costs with that so yes no no it's fabulous okay well that's uh that's been great uh speaking to you tracy i'm sure people will find it interesting and maybe someone can come back and have another interview once uh, once the pub's actually up and running again Let's at the end back. of all of we'll this yeah yes that, that would be great that would be great so thank you very much this is susan now signing out from inside yorkshire <laughs>